If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hour three, and we're not slowing down. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That's Jeff Parles, Tim Murray with you, live from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. The Phoenix Suns, ladies and gentlemen, have... Turned on the heat. Huh? See what I did there? Yeah. Pun off the sun. Four out of ten. Um, they are up right now. 94 to 79. 1025 to go. Live line here at Circa. Suns minus 13. And a total of 219 and a half. It is a what's run right now? 31-7. That's uh that's not good, bad. Not Tim. too shabby. Not too shabby whatsoever. And the Suns looking to take a 1-0 series lead against these Denver Nuggets. And, um, you know, it's been an impressive performance really all around. This is this has not been the Devin Booker show. There was no. plenty of Devin Booker shows in the Lakers series. And tonight, 15 points, 7 assists for Devin Booker. But DeAndre Ayton, double-double, 18 and 10. Uh, I think someone on this show... Uh, Said, hey, double-double might be something to look at. Maybe the points as well. Only thing maybe I got right tonight. I, I want to tip my cap to Mr. Parles. Need one more assist, but he said Chris Paul. Take a look at that double-double. Nice little plus 225. Nine assists right now. He's got 13 points. Chris Paul turning it on here offensively as he just got an and one. A chance to make it uh, a... 17-point lead for the Phoenix Suns. He does so. 98-81. to 81. Chris Paul, 14-9. and nine. And I didn't I didn't jump on you when you said it. Because I was just letting you have your moment talking about the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> but you said, and I, this isn't a knock of Michael Porter Jr. Uh-huh. But you said Michael Porter Jr. could be the third best player on the floor. Could. Were you saying he's better than Devin Booker? No, 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 no. I, I no. They, they, so all first team all NBA Chris Paul, you think he could have been better. Well, again, than. keep in mind, Tim, Chris Paul still is not hundred percent here. And this is the first time where Chris Paul's truly looked like himself since the shoulder injury. You could there argue, were some glimpses you, you, at the end little, of that Lakers little, little series. Little glimpses in yeah. Game Six, sure, but this has been a fight. He just, he hit, just hit another one. Which, again, if this version of Chris Paul shows up, forget it. Phoenix is going to win this series probably in five or six. So this is again, this is it's been a bludgeoning in, it, it, since midway through the third quarter. Another turnover by Denver. Uh, it, it just uh, a very Ooh. impressive <laughs> showtime. <laughs> Who who's on the receiving end of that jam there? What a play by Kent. Was that Tory Craig? Yeah, it was. There we go. There's some revenge from yeah. Tory Craig, the former Denver Nugget. But no, look, it's it's very impressive here from Phoenix because this went from D- Denver up double digits to blow out the other direction very quickly. Yeah, and that's I mean that's something that's so uh, impressive here by the Phoenix Suns is they're they're feeling their oats a little bit. Yeah. Um, and they they were doing so in games five and six against the Lakers. Um, you know, they gave the, the Lakers no time to breathe in game five. They smothered them right from the jump. And then AD goes out, and they did the same in game six. 
Um, and this is this is what I think I was excited about about the Phoenix Suns at the end of the regular season. Um, and you know, it, it's it's tough because Jeff, I was I joke and say I was frustrated. Oh, I should have bet them eight nine one to to win the Western Conference, but I was wrong because they would have lost to the Lakers if Anthony Davis is healthy. That series I agree with you. was over. They were it was minus nine hundred for the Lakers to win that series, and it was done. But injuries happen, and if you know you bet the series at plus six fifty, which was out there for them to come back and win it, congrats. But that was just kind of more of a, a lucky play. But now this is what we talked about, and I think you and I had spoke about this. The winner of the Lakers Sun series had a real chance and a likely chance to come out of the West and. If the Suns play their capabilities, I think they really do have a good chance to win the Western Conference. Oh, I, I, look, absolutely. I, we, we were saying that if we were saying that with a month ago in the, in the oh, season. Yeah. That we just wanted the bracket to play out their it, way, and exa- it didn't. Exactly. If Phoenix avoids the Lakers, the Suns are probably coming out of the West, or may, at least making the Western Conference Finals before they see the Lakers there. But look, they got the Lakers. They beat the Lakers, and. They're drubbing Denver right now. Let's keep this thing rolling here on the nightcap. And it's going to be a fun week. We're going to have games starting or just underway when we hit the airwaves. I'm a little bummed out that the Knights game starts at 6 o'clock Pacific tomorrow night. But, hey, you can't win them all. Uh, But we will certainly have plenty to discuss when it comes to the Knights and the Avs as that has now become a series. It was a little worrisome. Uh, there, if you were a Knights fan or Knights backer or just someone who wanted a competitive series against the two best teams in the NHL. But what did we get? We got the Knights winning game three in overtime and then winning game four running away. Oh, they didn't win in overtime. Excuse me. They had two goals in a span of, what, 15, 45 seconds on Friday night to win that. And uh, now we've got ourselves a 2-2 series heading back to Colorado tomorrow night. That is where Game 5 will take place. Uh, and then right now, Phoenix and Denver. A 15-point lead for the Phoenix Suns. 103-88. to And now we're starting to creep into not fully where we were earlier tonight. And I want to get back to that game where the Brooklyn Nets hammered the Milwaukee Bucks winning by 39. But in the prop market... Now you're starting to, especially those high-volume players, the Devin Bookers, the Nikola Jokic's, even the Michael Porter Juniors to an extent, you wonder how much more are we going to get from those particular players if this lead sticks around 15, 17 points, Jeff. Because right now, Nikola Jokic, as we looked at the screen for those watching on vcin.com, is 30.5, he's sitting at 20-2. and two. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., 20.5. He's at 15. Uh, Devin Booker, you're in trouble there. 15 points, 29 and a half. Chris Paul, well over his total there. DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton, excuse me, well over. Mikael Bridges, well over. Uh, so those are those are big things. As our guy uh, DeAndre Ayton just uh, getting a getting a big finish there. Well, and also that was number 10 for Paul. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so, so yet again, the, the, yet the recommendations, yet, yet baby, again, coming through. The, the VEASAN host lean that is not bet by said host cashes yet again. So there you go. Chris Paul gets a double-double. DeAndre Ayton's got a double-double. Uh, DeAndre Ayton over his point total. He's got 20 points and 10 rebounds. Chris Paul, 17 points and 10 assists. And, you know, going back to what you said, and I, the one thing I will kick myself about okay. with the Suns, was 
when AD was clearly, when he, he misses game five, right. there was still a chance to buy the Suns to win the Western Conference at around five to one when they were up three to two. Actually, I don't know. I'm trying to remember when the series, the, the series price just plummeted. Well, as soon as they won game four and AD was... was, When they won game four, it was still around five or six to one. When they won game five, that's when it went down big time. There were buy opportunities there. I I really can't kick myself about the Suns winning the West because when you looked at the playoff map, it was going to be challenging with the Lakers. Now, once again, you think about the 7-8 game... And what the Lakers needed to do, they come back from double digits down to beat the Warriors. LeBron hits the the shot with three rims, and they were this close to getting the Warriors. And the Suns, I would have bet, I was going to do it. I would have been curious to see what the odds would have shrunk to, because I think Aaron was thinking about it, our producer. I would have done it. And you were too. I would have done it. <laughs> if the Warriors had won that 7-8 game, we were all going to be firing on the Suns to win the Western Conference because we would have loved that road because they're doing what we saw at the end of the season. They're deep, and Chris Paul is a first-team All-NBA player. Is he going to get it? I don't know. It's either first or he second should team. this year. I think he should. He's going to get some votes in the top five for MVP. And tonight... And towards the end of that series, fully healthy Chris Paul, this is what he brings. 19 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. He has been terrific tonight. And the Phoenix Suns are running away with this thing tonight. And Devin Booker has 15 points. Look, uh, look, you're not going to get this offensive outburst from Bridges every single night. 8 of 12, 4 of 8 from 3, 23 points. 23 points. Look, it's... They're really good, and we we realized this for oh, an extended period of time, Tim. And and this was a team at the All Star break. You could still get about thirteen, twelve yeah. to one to win the Western Conference on them. Yep. And this is a team all year long. And look, we knew that we knew they were going to at least be a playoff caliber team coming in. What we they did in the bubble, getting Chris Paul. Yep. You figured they would get into the top six and avoid the playing game. I don't think any of us foresaw this. Going into the season, but look there, from what we've seen from the teams out west in this postseason, they have been the most impressive so far. Through the seven games, six games and three quarters, they have played. You know what's funny? I want to go back to what we just uh, talked to Travis Rogers about, host from ESPN LA, where he said, you know, he believes that the Clippers, he believes the Clippers, and I don't disagree, have the most talent to challenge the Nets. Mm hmm. Challenge is the important That's word. That's a big difference. Um, and w- what he talked about the Suns is when the lights are bright, how are they going to fare in the Western Conference Finals? I don't foresee them having... Uh, no, they're going to lose some games in the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And I know the Nuggets made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. And Jamal Murray's not here. Um, and I don't see the Suns really melting at all to Denver. And it, it almost felt like when AD went down with that injury, they were like, on. We're better than this yeah, team. Game on. Yeah, we we're got, better we, than we got without this. AD. We got this. You know, hey, Jay Crowder, I'm sure you're going to do that dance if AD was fully healthy, too. <laughs> but even though the Clippers have done nothing, and I will remind you they have done nothing, if it's a Clippers-Suns Western Conference Finals I feel like there's just a, a different type of pressure that's going to be on the Suns. Am I crazy to think that? So, 
I would say the pressure's all on the Clippers in that series because just, well, if the Clippers beat Utah, the pressure's going to be on the Clippers regardless because they sure. have, you finally got over the hurdle of getting out of the second round. Now you got to get to the finals with the Lakers and LeBron not in the field still. So, uh, look, it, it, the one that would be more intriguing to me, though, Tim, because at least with the Clippers, even though the franchise has never been there, Kawhi Leonard has been the best player on multiple championship right. teams. Uh, Paul George even though we, he's had plenty of playoff problems with the Pacers, they made multiple Eastern Conference Finals with him, and they pushed a really darn good eventual champion Miami to seven one of those years. I'm more intrigued with Utah, though, because that's a team that one seed, home court throughout, never been in that position before as a group. Franchise had only been in Western Conference Finals with Stockton and Malone, obviously. That's the one where I'd be more intrigued to see because if you're Phoenix, it's a, I think it's a little bit of a different pressure against going up like the number one seed and having to go on the road for four games, especially when you know an environment in, in Salt Lake City is going to be raucous. So I actually think it'd be a little more pressure on Phoenix going up against Utah, even though they'd have home court against the Clippers, even though they were the better regular season team, because all the expectations would be on, hey, this, hey Clippers, this is a series you got to win now. My caveat to that would be, and I know it's just one man, but Kawhi Leonard. Of course. Kawhi Leonard's done it before. He, I mean, and when they needed him in game six, he was, in game he was seven, dominant. He was absolutely unstoppable. And I feel like for Phoenix, they would prefer to face Utah, even though that would mean they would start on the road as opposed to home. I don't know if they want to face uh, Kawhi Leonard because if if they take out Utah, I think you're going to see another just kind of out of body type of performance from Kawhi Leonard. You know, maybe Paul George hits a couple shots. You know, he he once again, as much as people want to you know throw out the playoff P type of thing, and it, it's right you can do that. He didn't play poorly. Uh, there were moments where he didn't maybe rise to the level you would have hoped for when they were down 0-2. Everyone's talking about Kawhi leaving, but. Kawhi took it to a new level. Uh, that's why I would say if you're Phoenix, you would almost rather face Utah. But who knows? We'll see. Uh, but a very impressive start to this series. Now, I want to go back to something you talked about in the start of the show mm-hmm. regarding Denver and this yes. series price. So they just have really fallen apart, melted away here in the second half. They're down 17 with 3.34 to go. So Phoenix is going to take a 1-0 lead. By the way, you are... I need eight points. You're looking all right. I need eight points. Three thirty. The only thing is, Denver just called a timeout down seventeen. They're waving a white flag. Yeah, so. but you eight points. It, look, I'm I not. See. You're not counting any chickens. It's fine. But yeah, you got it, man. I, I should. I, it would be a very rough beat if I didn't. That would get be home tough at this point. That would be tough. So you look in game right there. Two twenty four and a half uh, at DraftKings. What you've seen tonight? Yeah. Would you fire on the Nuggets series price? after watching what we saw here in the second half. No, and big caveat here, after what I, this is trending very similarly to what we saw in game one against Portland, where Portland dominated game, the fourth quarter of game one. Dominated it. And I thought, oh, well, this is, I don't know if I want to double back in on Denver again because of the way that Portland looked in game one in its fourth quarter. Of course, we know what happens. You have a much more bloated price than I did because I took it pre-series. You right. got it after game one. We both ended up winning, so no complaints there. But I just, the, this matchup, 
maybe a little bit more difficult than I gave it credit for going into this series for Denver. And this is the series where they're going to miss, where not having Jamal Murray is going to cost them dearly. Oh, yeah. I, Which we knew was coming at some point this postseason. I think the way the, the playoffs unfolded here, I think Denver, with the Aaron Gordon acquisition and a healthy Jamal Murray. They win the West. I think they win the West. I, I agree with you. I, I do. I, I really believe that uh, because, you know, as good as Michael Porter Jr. is, if he's your third best option, a whole different ball. Man, game. that is, yeah, that that's a scary situation. But with him being your second option, and he can have moments, but he can also shrink at times. He's not on the court right now. Right. And Austin Rivers has had moments. I mean, they have the pieces if it were Jamal Murray and what he did. Um, but what he did last year was what I was trying to say. Um, so it is uh, 116 100. We're cheering for Jeff here to get his over in game play. I need three points in three minutes. 18 and a half. This would be a pretty uh, pretty rough one. Cataclysmic. This if one it doesn't, doesn't come home. As Devin, I mean, the starters are still on the floor for Phoenix. So you're feeling all right. I need, a, I need one point. I need one point. We, we should be okay. Should be. Should be. Uh, this would be an all-timer, but I'm I'm gonna say <laughs> you should be in good shape here as Nikola Jokic. Uh, oh, oh, he missed the layup! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um. So earlier tonight, so as we watch Phoenix, very impressed uh, by this game one performance, and uh, here come oh here come here come here's your here white comes, flag. Here comes Bull Bull. There you go. You know it's over when Bull Bull's in the game. Uh, wasn't he supposed to win Rookie of the Year this that, year? The, that was one of those where where. He had that really good performance a few times in the bubble last yeah. year, and and then uh, he was fifty to one in the off season to win rookie of the year. And, and trust me, I nearly did it. I, I thankfully didn't waste my money, but uh, I would. I know I wouldn't have been alone on that one. I mean, it is it is funny to think that Phoenix, I wouldn't say it was the talk of the entire bubble. The team who ultimately won the championship had a couple headlines, but mm-hmm. it was one of those moments. You're like, wait, has Phoenix lost yet? Oh, they're still winning. Oh, wow. Are they going to make the play-in game? And they just missed out of the play-in game. Um, and they've carried that over. Obviously, the acquisition of Chris Paul was was monumental for them as well. There, there you go. go. Came, camp, campaign is the hero to get uh, get my in-game over home. There we go. Um, so, uh, I, so the Brooklyn Nets earlier tonight, they win by 39 mm-hmm. over the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they, they were able to cover the uh, pre-spread of uh, one and a half pretty easily. Um, I don't know what the price is going to be for, and I, and to be honest, after my uh, after my reckoning today, I'm happy that the Clippers are still around <laughs> because the Clippers, because of Kawhi and because of Paul George and because of this thought that hey, talent wise, and you know, as we talk to people, and I think you and I are the mindset they might give them the the toughest tests. I'm happy the Clippers are around because. I think that price still hovers around plus 150 or so, um, even after the beatdown of the Bucks tonight, where, I mean, their, their odds tomorrow for the Eastern Conference are going to be off the charts. Oh, yeah. Minus, what, minus 250? Oh, I, well, what were they this morning? They were, they were what? They were what? Minus, minus one, 140? Probably right? somewhere in that I, range. I don't, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far, but... Hey, look, they're I mean, going to be. They're no, going to. They're going to. Tim, they're going to be. They're minus two twenty going into tonight in this series. They got to be at least 
five minus five hundred. I would argue that it should be closer to minus seven hundred, even though I don't think it'll be that steep of an, an adjustment. I look if it's minus two hundred, it wouldn't be shocking for them to, to be the Eastern Conference champions. No, not at all. So I just I go back to what I said to start the show, and I have not said this. I don't think ever on this on our on, on the nightcap. Okay. I don't know who beats the Nets, barring injury to Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I mean, James Harden's hurt right Harden, now. Harden didn't play. If Has Harden, not played in this All right, series. let me ask you this. If Harden doesn't play again, do the Nets win the championship? Yes. yes, yes, because I would even argue at this point, not having him is not, again, You're you obviously you're not going to say you don't want James Harden on the court because of how good he is, but they have such a rhythm these last two games with Harden not playing. And remember, Tim, the biggest thing with all this is these guys have not played together as a trio basically the entire year. So they're used to playing with two superstars, and Kyrie and KD just play off each other so darn well. And we've seen it this whole series so far. So, look, if Harden were not to play again, we and it sounds like Harden is going to be seen again in the Eastern Conference Finals, I don't think it matters. I think Brooklyn will end up winning the title. Thankfully, I took your money that you won from that Nets game <laughs> and very confidently put it on the Suns before the sh- before the game started. See? You didn't I, lose both, Tim. I, I you never, did it. I never wavered. 122-105. <laughs> Suns win game one. We'll tell you how it happened next right here on the Nightcap. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap, live from the Circus Sportsbook. The Phoenix Suns up one game to none over the Denver Nuggets as they win 122 to 105. The first quarter went to the Denver Nuggets per the spread. First half, Denver Nuggets. Second half, all, all Phoenix. things Phoenix. They covered the second half number with ease, which was four. They outscore the Denver Nuggets 65 to 47, Jeff. In that second half, they win 122 to 105. So a total tonight of 227. So that goes over the posted total of 221 and a half. You were on that really from the start. You felt like it was. Uh, no, you felt like it was a bit of a high total. So, so this is one of those where I thought the total pre-flop was more dictated towards a Phoenix game than a Denver game. Mm-hmm. And I thought Phoenix was going to win tonight. So I thought pre-flop, all right, probably not a bet, would lean under. And then as soon as the game started, you saw me on my... Uh, oh, I, yeah, try, you were trying, for a number. Trying, trying to get the right number on an in-game over because the game was being... Even though, again, Phoenix in the second half completely played their game... At least early on, it was playing as an over game. Uh, so, and look, the, the, the pre-flop over hits relatively easily at 220 and a half, 221. All goes over with the game landing at 225. So, look, uh, in the end here, very impressive from, from Phoenix. And one thing that's going to have to change for Denver if they want to have any chance in this series, Nikola Jokic had zero free throws tonight. Yeah. That cannot happen. Well, it's funny because I, I thought about betting that uh, today, there was a, a prop here at Circa over-under on free throws made by Nikola Jokic. It was set at five. And if you look back at game one of the Portland series, he only had four free throw attempts. 
the aggressiveness sometimes isn't there in game ones. Maybe the calls aren't necessarily there. Um, so, yeah, that is, uh, that's a pretty shocking statistic for Nikola Jokic, who, by the way, uh, does not get a double-double nope. tonight, which is actually rather stunning. When you look at these, uh, these odds, you could have got Nikola Jokic no double-double at plus 205. So Chris Paul gets his double-double. Good call, Jeff. DeAndre Ayton gets his double-double, and Nikola Jokic no double-double tonight for the Denver Nuggets as, uh, once again, a 17-point victory for the Phoenix Suns. Um, prior to tonight's game at DraftKings, Phoenix was minus 220 to win the series, plus 175 for the, uh, for the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, this will be... Um, Denver plus three in the plus three hundreds. Yeah, I would have to plus move uh, about a dollar dollar sixty to plus three thirty. Well, I just I, I just look at yeah. They lost one twenty three one oh nine in game one to Portland, and they were plus two ninety. And then that series they opened around plus one thirty or so. So yeah, you're probably looking at you know plus three twenty, plus three thirty somewhere in that range. I wouldn't touch it. I would not. No, I, w- I, I probably would not either. The only thing is, and I will say this, just trying to find the silver lining for Denver here. Monte Morris, who is a critical bench piece, mm-hmm. one of 10, two points, and a good old hearty negative 28 on the plus minus there, Tim. So they got crushed when Monte Morris was on the court tonight. And, and look, again, the one thing for Phoenix that, again, I... The Suns are really darn good. We, we have said that multiple times. Probably not getting 23 under Mikel Bridges again in this series. No, but you probably will get more from Devin Booker. Um, even agree. though he didn't play poorly. He ended up with 21, Tim. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the game, I mean, those were some late points. But, um, yeah, a very balanced performance tonight uh, all across the board for the Suns. 23 points for Mikael Bridges, as you mentioned. So, obviously, well over his player prop of 11 and a half. Uh, you look at DeAndre Ayton. He finishes with 20 points, 10 rebounds, so a double-double. He goes well over his total. Actually doesn't go over his rebounds. Uh, falls just a half shy there. Chris Paul, 11 assists. His player prop sitting at 8.5, and, and he finishes with 21 points, 6 rebounds. So across the board, Chris Paul sweeping that board. And I think that's so critical for this series and for this Suns team moving forward. The health of Chris Paul he looks totally healthy right now, which is great. Uh, for a guy that deserves, for his career, deserves to go deep into a postseason. Oh, absolutely. Off to a great start. Devin Booker, 21 points, so he goes under his player prop. The Phoenix Suns, a 17-point victory over the Denver Nuggets. They lead that series one game to none. The Brooklyn Nets up 2-0 in their series, winning by 39 earlier today. Two series... We'll continue tomorrow. We'll get you ready for those right here on the Nightcap. The NHL and 
NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com and our daily members-only best bet emails now's the time to cash in this playoff season sign up for your 10-day free trial at vsin.com just going final not too long ago the nuggets losing to the suns 122 to 105 i want to throw a couple of stats your way jeff Go ahead. regarding chris paul this at stat muse 21 points six rebounds 11 assists one turnover Chris Paul is the first player age 36 or older with a 25 and 10. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 10 assists playoff game since 1965. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty stunning, actually. You go back to game six of the first round against the Lakers where Chris Paul had one turnover, and 12 assists. He's got 23 assists and two turnovers in the last two games. You go back all the way to game four of that series, 38 assists, four turnovers. I mean, you're looking at a nine-and-a-half to one assist-to-turnover ratio. That is unbelievable. So Chris Paul playing at, uh, at the level we saw for most of the year. I mean, all-NBA level. And Chris Paul and his sons have a 1-0 series lead. Game number two of this series will be Wednesday night in Phoenix. And uh, maybe we will have a line for that game before we sign off. But that game will be on Wednesday night. The only game, by the way, or the only night, I should say. Wednesday night is the only night when we will only have one game on the schedule and a game that doesn't start. After our show starts, so yeah, well, Denver and Phoenix will will probably start about twenty minutes before well, the start you, of our show. Maybe even maybe even uh, maybe even ten minutes before yeah. the show. Even though I have a feeling our, our our comrades on the East Coast will not be happy if that game starts closer to ten than than, <laughs> than nine thirty uh, uh, with uh, the late start time on the East Coast. Obviously, um, tomorrow night, and we'll get to this game and just the sing- and looking at the spread of this game. Uh, with Atlanta and Philadelphia. We talked a little bit about Clippers and Jazz uh, as well, so we'll get to those to close out the show. But just looking at this series, Hawks and Sixers, and what we saw last night, um, you know, I was a little surprised looking at the series price here um, that you weren't getting a shorter number on the Sixers. And I, I was expecting an overreaction similar to what we saw now, I think, Obviously, Phoenix, there's a little bit more respect for the Phoenix Suns and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, thinking about them winning game one against the Lakers. And then that series initially opened Lakers plus money after the game one loss. And then got bet up, I think, minus 120 or minus 130, wherever it ended up closing uh, prior to game two. Are you surprised where we stand right now on this series price where most shops have Philadelphia still in that minus 125? You see DraftKings minus 122. Uh, as high as I think minus one thirty, I saw. I'm not surprised 
mostly because of the melt at the end of the game by Atlanta. Oh, that was ugly. That was an all-time melt. And Bogdan Bogdanovich saved them from an all-time melt with the big three and then uh, the free throws at the end of the game. I look, I, I think that the one the one thing that I will say from the Sixers' perspective is you don't expect Atlanta to shoot as well from three as they did in the first half. And the Sixers' defensive game plan was horrible. Horrible in that game, Tim. You have two of the best defenders on the perimeter in basketball on your team. You have Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul, who are great defenders. And you really throw Danny Green on Trey Young and Doc adjusted off of it and put Ben Simmons on Trey Young to begin the third quarter. What happened? The Sixers cut into the lead immediately. Puts Green back on him. It's right back to 20. It was a brutal coaching game for Doc. So that's why I actually think these prices are fair right now, Tim, because if Doc makes the proper coaching adjustments against Trey Young, you imagine Atlanta will shoot probably around high 30s from three, mid 30s from three, not that 40, mid 40s, low 50s that we saw early in that game. And Philadelphia still probably wins this series, Tim. So I think that pricing is pretty fair. Would you lay it with the Sixers? Um, yes, I would. Yeah, I, I would. You know, I, I think I would too. Um, and I know the worry is the health of Joel Embiid. Of course. He looked pretty good. Perfectly. The dude fine. had 39 points yeah. and nine rebounds, yeah. and I think you made a, a, a really astute point, which is the the adjustments that were made. Danny Green has no business can't guard him guarding Trey Young. It, it's not going to work. And Danny Green, once upon a time, could have. I think he was Defensive Player of the Year or All Def, whatever he was. Yeah, all he could have done it. Yeah, those days have passed him. Um, ben Simmons, I think, needs to guard Trey Young. Um, is there some worry about the hack of Simmons? I, I, I was, I suppose. Um, I think the Sixers win this series, and you know, at, at minus, you know, most spots in town around minus one thirty. Um, yeah, I, I still think I was hoping that we would get down to a a pick'em type of series, minus one ten both ways after that, and 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 I think too, to your point, I do think the fact that. Atlanta almost gave this thing away is a, is a reasoning for it, but... I, I will say this, Tim. Looking at the odds from DraftKings, Sixers minus one and a half plus 210 is very much intriguing. Mm. Very much intriguing. Now, the only thing is Atlanta's been stellar at home. They've only lost once at home since the All-Star break. Right. So you're asking in order for Philly to win 4-2 to or 4-1... You have to win in Atlanta twice. So that is a reasonable-sized ask. But the Sixers are better. And as long as Joel Embiid doesn't aggravate that meniscus tear even further, Philadelphia still should be able to win this series. And Philly in six is absolutely a reasonable outcome here. So if Sixers minus a game and a half plus 210, kind of intriguing, Tim. I think I'm going in on the Sixers. Okay. Going in on the Sixers. Minus 130 seems to be the best price I can find here in town. Uh, I'll look around, see what else. Might... Shop around, Tim. Yeah, shop around. Might have to get my, uh, <laughs> my shopping cart out. Uh, but we do get game two tomorrow night. Also get a game one tomorrow night. Talk about those when we wrap things up next right here on Visa. 
is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Wrapping things up here, it is the nightcap on VEASAN. Jeff Parles, a winner on the in-game over. Got it at 218.5, and he played over on anything tonight. Denver and Phoenix, you are a winner as they come home with a 122-105 victory. Happy for our producer, Aaron Oster. Gets a little victory on Michael Porter Jr. Uh, did he finish with just three threes tonight? Sure did. Wow. Two threes early and then gets one, one, late. Gets one late. It's all that matters. Cash that ticket. So uh, good good, uh, good start there. Uh, Jeff was all over the uh, Nets. I bet the Bucks. So that was a good start to the day for me. Um, but the Bucks win big, 125 to 86. And I am very, very interested to see what the Brooklyn Nets' future price will be, whether it be later tonight, tomorrow morning, whenever those NBA Finals odds repost. Uh, we showed the ones you know, prior to today's action from DraftKings at plus 160. I, at what price, let me ask you this, okay. on Brooklyn. Yes. What's a buy point for you? Because I, I think I'm at the point where at plus 150, I would buy. I know, you know, once again, the whole rollover thing. And I just think, as we've talked about it and talked it out, this series against the Bucks, which I thought, and I bet the Bucks plus 200 to win the series. I thought it was a good price. Ultimately, I mean, hell, the price for this series that you see right there, even down 01 was plus 175 for the Bucks. And uh, as, oh my goodness. Aaron Oster just uh, shot me a note. Bet MGM plus 115. To win the title. To win the title. <laughs> Too late, man. Too short. Today was the day that I realized, and I think a lot of people realized, when they won by 39 over the Bucks. Well, this was kind of like... And maybe the Bucks... You know what? And maybe yeah. now I don't buy, and I just... You hope, hope my hope Milwaukee wins. I game hope Milwaukee three. wins Game Three, and then maybe there's a chance. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, look, that's where he kind of stands. Look, look, look Tim, it's kind of like that moment where we saw it a few times with those Miami teams, where it's like, oh my goodness, no one can possibly beat yeah. them. Uh, that's kind of what tonight was. The only difference with those with with those Miami teams is I think because um, Indiana was always a team that pushed those LeBron Miami teams, except for the last one. Uh, Indiana team that just wasn't really any good. They they had a lot more mental fortitude than this Milwaukee team does. And I look, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Brooklyn sweeps at this point. And that price, that plus was a plus one ten, plus one fifteen, plus one fifteen. I might be the best. I'm curious to see what everyone else reposts yeah. because I would imagine you'll see some plus one twenty five, some maybe a plus one thirty, but. Tonight might have been the last night might have. That, you, that you get something that's somewhat reasonable on Brooklyn. But, hey, look, I, I, I don't know who's capable of beating them four times out of seven at this that's point. That's what I've been saying, you know, all throughout the show. And I don't know why it was today that it dawned on me. Maybe well, was, because they, they won by 39 or up 49. But even, <laughs> you know, even in game one, you know, the reason I bet the Bucks tonight was James Harden leaves that game, what, 30 seconds in, a minute in. And you see it a lot where teams can rise when one of their one of their best players goes out, and you know maybe the game plan hasn't uh, set in whatever it may be, and they also shot the Bucks six for thirty from three, 
in game one. Yeah, not good. And I just felt like, okay, well, they're, you know, they're not a great three-point shooting team, but they're a better three-point shooting team. And tonight was not any better. As a team, they shot under 30%, 8 for 27. Uh, Giannis, I mean, for his standards, really a no-show, 18 and 11. Uh, Chris Middleton struggled yet again, just 7 of 20. I think he went like 6 for 23 in game one. And something JVT has harped on for months on this show, Jeff, mm-hmm. perimeter defense for the Bucks. The Nets shot 21 of 42 from three tonight. Well, and remember, too, Tim, getting Drew Holiday was supposed to shore up said perimeter defense. And look, I, I we can't understate it here. The loss of Dante DiVincenzo has reared its ugly head so far in this in this uh, series, Tim. And again, it's still probably too old, Brooklyn. Yeah, I was going to say, they're but, still down 0-2. But, but it at least it, it made things easier for Brooklyn offensively. That you take away one of your better defend one of your better perimeter defenders. PJ Tucker is starting. Who is look? Tuck Wagon has had a great career, but he is completely overmatched at this point in his career in this matchup. Well, they got him guarding Giannis, which I understand. Or you mean sorry, Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. and I, I get that because you don't want Giannis tiring out. You're, you're, Two thousand three minutes. Yeah, he was he was off for <laughs> in a moment's knowingness. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, BetMGM seems to be the first one out there to to, to drop it. It's plus one fifteen now for the Nets to win it. And uh, who knows? Maybe that is a good price. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we will see. Uh, but let's get to the two games at hand tomorrow night. Jeff, Atlanta, Philadelphia opens it up. Uh, we've got Philadelphia. Uh, now laying five. Uh, so the, the graphic there, DraftKings earlier today was five and a half. Some buyback on Atlanta here. Um, and this is this is a important. I'm stating the obvious, Captain. <laughs> I'm, I mean, this is a vital game for Philadelphia. I do think they win this series. I'm going to bet them to win this series. I don't know if I want to lay the five. I, I just I I think I think they will come out with a different mentality. I don't think Danny Green is going to be anywhere near Trey Young, but there might be moments uh, when he's on him. To your point about Thibault and Ben Simmons, those are the two guys that should be on Trey, Trey, Trey Young throughout the entirety of this mm-hmm. game. Um, I think a lot of people are anticipating a Philadelphia blowout tomorrow. I, I don't know. I, Sixers first quarter for me, Tim. That will be the bet. Uh, looks like Sixers here at circa two and a half Westgate two. Yeah, I, I would uh, two. The, I, I would very much like the two. I was expecting one and a half, but it makes sense. That will be probably a thing that is bet throughout the day on the first quarter line. But this feels like a, a, a big first quarter start for Philadelphia. Uh, get out to a double digit lead and and look. Uh, the big thing is, and we saw it at the end of the game, Tim, Atlanta did not shoot the ball as well throughout the game as they did early in the game. First half, Philadelphia's defense was a sieve, and and Atlanta took full advantage. But uh, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't feel comfortable laying a full game with Philly at this point, but for a quarter, a first quarter laying two, I, I feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, so Philadelphia minus two. Um, yeah, and I... I'll look around, but I think I'm going to be in on Philadelphia to win this series. I do think they win tomorrow. 
I don't know if I'm racing to lay the five points, but yeah, not not opposed to the first quarter to kind of set the set the set the tone tomorrow because they were. I mean, that was the thing about Sunday afternoon. I mean, they were flat out embarrassed out of the gates there. Oh, I mean, you were down 15 at the end of the first quarter, down 20 at half. I mean, it was it was ugly. It was 74-54 at the end of the first half, and you're gonna. I think you're gonna. See what Philly's made of because they've been the punching bag for quite some time. And the best thing they have with this team right now is a triple bounce in a game seven against the Toronto Raptors in a loss. I mean, that's the the best moment of Philadelphia. So we're going to see what this team is made of. You know, where what's your manhood like tomorrow when you got I know it was end of a four point loss, but you got punked at home. By Atlanta. It was a, that was a, that was a, a fifteen to twenty two point game the entire game until the Hawks put together one again. That was one of the most epic collapses, even though they ended up winning the game that you're ever going to see in, in a basketball game, Tim. So, look I, I, again, if Philly loses tomorrow, it's over. They're getting swept. I, I, I feel confident in saying <laughs> that. If they lose tomorrow, they're getting swept. Atlanta's lost one home game since uh, si- since the uh, since the All Star break, and and, and Trey Young's been awesome, but. If they lose, if they lose tomorrow, they are getting swept, and I don't think they're losing tomorrow anyway. So I think the the, the bold statement I just said is going to be completely irrelevant by the time we're on the air tomorrow. I'm going to make sure to clip that off because if they do lose tomorrow, oh, that's and, going that's going out on Wednesday, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, that's going out on Wednesday. Yeah. So we'll make sure to note that uh, late night tomorrow night. <laughs> I've already got action on this one. Okay, I'm laying the three and a half with Utah. Okay, um, I don't know if this is square. It seems like early money coming in on Utah. Um, DraftKings opened at four. There were some buyback. Clippers just had a game seven on Sunday. They had it, you know, I, I was, I was impressed by the performance that they had. Um, but I've been impressed by Utah. Now, once again, the Mike Conley situation is a big issue. He's questionable for tomorrow. Um, you mentioned the game three against Memphis was so vital for Utah to win that series. And in that game three, Mike Conley had seven three-pointers. He's such a nice piece to take pressure off Donovan Mitchell. Is Joe Engels going to show up for this series? That would be nice. But I, I feel like at home tomorrow, L.A. coming off of uh, a big Game 7 win, I guess the worry is maybe L.A. just carries that momentum over and keeps on playing well. Certainly a possibility. Uh, but I, I would look more towards with Utah in this spot at home as a short favorite. Totals, totals too low again. Two twenty and a half. Too too low again. We this is priced like old school Utah here, and and I, I understand that again. Two twenty and a half. We never would have seen a total like this in the playoffs even five years ago. But look, Utah. They are they are offense first. They have a, a quick tempo. They are a ton of volume from three point range. And the Clippers basically, for the most part, when the Mavs showed up, the Clipper games went over last series. So 220 and a half, I very happily take that game over. That's the angle I like in that one. There you go. Taking the over uh, in that one at 220 and a half. Brooklyn up 2-0. Phoenix up 1-0. The Montreal Canadiens on to the second, or sorry, the semifinals. Semi. A sweep of the Winnipeg Jets. Thanks to Paul Kuharski, George Shahuri, Travis Rogers, Aaron Ostra, everyone behind the scenes. For Jeff Parles, I'm Tim Murray. This has been the Nightcap here on VEASAN. We'll talk to you tomorrow night.